I think that's also interesting point about you highlight about morphology, about the shape and the structure. And I'm curious to ask you what do you think may be the important question you have to consider while designing uh, soft material? Or maybe what do you think missing pieces uh, already in the field? If we inspire something from the nature in, uh, in designing material, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, this part about this part. Yeah, so I think when, when you look into nature, um, you know, there, there's certainly a number of creatures that really inspire me. Um, you know, when I was working on adhesion, we were really fascinated by the gecko. So, you know, the gecko has this amazing ability to stick to a wall uh, for extended periods of time, yet move rapidly, um, really uh, almost instantly. They're very dynamic. And I, I think the same can be said for, you know, something like an octopus, where for a long time I was a little hesitant uh, about the octopus, but when you really look at what they can do in terms of camouflage and sensing and actuation and essentially having onboard power and processing and also adhesion like the gecko, it, it's really quite inspiring. But, you know, one thing that we've always kind of approached this as is, you know, we like this concept of bio-inspired, um, which is similar to but different from something which is biomimetic. So when you look at biomimicry, this is really when you, you try to take what you see in nature, make what you see, and then see how that performs. And, and that's led to you know, some really amazing materials and robots and, and all kinds of fascinating technology. But I think there's a lot of power in, in bio-inspiration where you know, one of the constraints that you have as you know, a creature out in the wild is that you, you're sort of stuck with what you've been given. And what I mean by that is when you look at something like a gecko, you know, they're covered in scales. So in order for the gecko to create adhesion, they had to start with scales. And that's in, in pretty stark contrast to what we can do in engineering and, and science, where we now have access to you know, a huge range of materials, different chemistries, and all the different designs that we can, we can leverage. And I think that provides a lot of opportunities where, you know, let's look at nature, see what it does, but if we can understand the underlying physics and mechanics, then that can be a very powerful driver to, to create these bio-inspired systems. That's a great point. And maybe the shorter question here, do you think we fully understand the physics behind the material we're using? from your experience, do you think we understand them? I think that if you, if you look at the physics of the materials that we're using, I, I think that generally we have a pretty good idea of the underlying physics. So if you, if you think about something like electrical conductivity in, in soft materials, you know, we've, we've come a long way with understanding the physics of how that can be done. And, and I would say the same for, for even some of the thermal properties and optical properties where there's just such uh, deeply developed physics that we can, we can leverage. But I, I will say what's probably one of the more interesting opportunities, I think, with soft materials and, and pushing the physics is that when we have our soft systems, one of the things that they can do is that they can deform, you know, very dramatically. 
And those dramatic deformations can lead to all kinds of rearrangements at, you know, submicron atomic scales, uh, even, you know, greater than, than micron scales. And I think there's a lot of, you know, interesting things that can be done um, when you do that. And this has been one of the themes that we've been looking at, which is this idea of if you can reconfigure the material's microstructure by deforming it, you know, can you use that as a mechanism to tune the physics? So that's, that's been something that we've been looking at um, from a thermal conductivity perspective in soft materials, which is that, you know, when some of the materials that we're using, again, with these liquid metal uh, droplets that we can embed into soft elastomers, when you stretch those materials, those droplets can go from, you know, a generally spherical shape to something which is highly elongated. And that change in the microstructure leads to this very interesting change and control that we now have of the thermal conductivity in those systems. So I think there is a lot of, you know, base physics that, that can guide us in how we do that. And then there's a lot of interesting, you know, material science and mechanics that we can use to leverage those physics to, you know, incorporate new functionalities and even enhance uh, functionalities that are already present in those systems. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. And maybe the question maybe here we have in the community, why we have such system? Sometimes there's a trade-offs between the mechanical performance and the response time. So, for example, in AIBs, for example, ionic conductive polymer, sometimes that's trade-offs. And where do you think this kind of trade-offs come from? It comes from maybe we need uh, physics-based modeling, or do you think which level of modeling can help us to maybe to close this gap or this trade-off? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, you know, the modeling that we need, I think there's really opportunities for really diverse sets of modelings from even, you know, small scale kind of molecular dynamics um, up to larger scale continuum mechanics approaches and also sort of the continuum models that we can use from thermodynamics. And I, I, I do think it's really important to understand, you know, the, the underlying physics of the system because that gives you opportunities to, to design uh, in, in efficient as well as uh, you know, very potentially useful ways. I, I think that if, if you don't understand uh, the response in your material system from a perspective of the, the underlying physics, then I think you can kind of go off in, in different trajectories that may not be the most efficient. And I do think that the ability to model materials, whether that's how they deform or how you can control them or how we need to you know, create them even or the, the physics of even manufacturing these systems, I think those are all incredibly important when we think about how we push this forward, this field forward as a community. And, and that's where I think there's a lot of exciting things happening where you know, people with different skill sets can come together and, and work on this really interdisciplinary field.